During the time of COVID, it's easy to remember or it's easy to lose track of taking care of yourself, thinking about your nutrition, and the little things that make you a better you. On today's pod, we have an engineered group of students with two nutrition students and a science student talking about how they manage their wellness during a pandemic. Now, one thing I want to be clear, so we're on the same page, there is a Stefania and a Steph today, and sometimes by accident, I use their names interchangeably, but hopefully you can track the voices as we get to hear a little bit about how nutrition and taking care of oneself go hand in hand during a pandemic, but trying to be a foodie during a pandemic can actually be one of those moments that creates some anxiety. So I hope you love our podcast today. It's a little bit different, but it's my hope that you can take something from this moment as well. All right, so welcome back and welcome to the pod. Today we have a really fun and engaging group of people with different backgrounds from science to nutrition. And so um, I'm going to let them introduce themselves and uh, we will start with you, Davies. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. My name is Davies, and I am going into my fourth year of food and nutrition at Ryerson University, and I love talking about food. <laughs> Excellent. And what about you, Stefania? Please introduce yourself. My name's Stefania. Um, you can call me Steph if you want. I'm going into my third year of biology at Ryerson University, and I don't really like talking about science when I'm not studying it, um, but I do enjoy it a lot, so that's good. So you're not a science nerd is what you're saying then? Like, I love learning about it, but when I'm not at school, like, my mind's off science. That's perfectly okay. Mine is usually too. <laughs> Jen, over to you. Hi, my name is Jennifer, but I usually like to go by Jen. I'm entering my last and final year of the nutrition and food program at Ryerson, and I'm really excited to be a part of this podcast today. And you have something else that's going on in your life right now in terms of uh, competitive food. Oh, yeah. So currently I'm working on a food product development competition. Um, and what's really inter interesting is that the theme is food waste, which is one of the things that I'm really passionate about. And that's like preventing food waste, yeah? food waste or utilizing products that um, usually are um, like byproducts of um, the food industry. Very good. Anyway, we probably won't get into that, but there's lots of cool side angles that we can talk about um, on another podcast because I have lots of um, industry connections in that area, which might, may or may not benefit you. Okay. So everyone today, the podcast is about nutrition and self-care, but first let's try to uh, break down our guests and, and sort of see how they're doing. Um, Steph Davies, how is, uh, how is this COVID crisis going for you right now? Well, actually, I find that I'm actually doing pretty well because I'm occupied. I'm working full time as a research assistant. So my days are pretty filled and then I have a lot of time to just exercise and do things that I want. So, so far, I'm pretty good. And I find that I'm quite introverted at times. So being away from people isn't that bad. So right now I'm doing well, but if I didn't have things to do, I definitely would be going crazy. <laughs> and you were actually a frontline worker for a while before this all started, right? You were doing the, you work in a grocery store? Yeah. So before, so in, at the end of April, I was working at a, a, a sorry, a um, family owned 
health food store, which also sells produce. So at that time, my store was still open. So it was kind of weird to work in the public, but I, I wore a mask to work and I had the pexiglass and I feel a lot less stressed working at home and it's much more relaxing and I feel so much more, um, I guess, like dissociated from the whole COVID because it's not in my face all the time as it was when I was working in the public. Fair point. And actually, there's, that's a connection, be- another connection between the two Stephs. So, Stefania, you actually, or we're going to call you Steph now, um, you actually still work at a grocery store, yeah? Uh, yeah, but I work from home. Like, it's a, it's grocery gateway. Okay. So, basically, the way it works is it's, it's associated with Longos. Um, and it's just a way for people to get their food delivered to them or they can pick it up at a grocery store without actually having to go inside. And so what I do is um, I'll just like take the phone orders because some people, there's like elder, elderly guests that don't have a computer at home or they don't know how to work a computer. So they'll call in and they'll get us to take their orders for them. And then we pick them a delivery date and everything and get it delivered to them. Very cool. So how are, how are you coping through this time then? I mean, you're busy. Yeah. So like Steph Davies said, I'm also, um, I've also been working full time with Grocery Gateway. So I've been busy. Um, and on my days off, I'll usually just, I, I enjoy going for hikes. So I'll do that or I'll work out or I'll try and cook something new because I was never really good at cooking before. Cool. Now, um, I'll, I'm going to follow up on these exercise and hikes and, and where you live, but Jen, tell us about how you're coping through all of this right now. So I'm actually doing pretty well. I think before the pandemic started, um, things were really busy for me and I was a bit overwhelmed. I had a lot on my plate. Um, so not to say that this pandemic is a good thing in any way, but it kind of came at a good time, I guess, because um, things were just really piling up for me. So it was a a really good, um, much needed break for me. Um, but I've definitely been super busy. So I think um, continuing with my regular activities like working out and I'm also taking summer school and working on a few projects. Um, they're definitely keeping me busy and that normalcy of things just kind of um, keep me sane and productive. And now that we're, they always say it takes six weeks to develop a habit and now we're eight or nine weeks into this. And so now habits have been developed and some of us will have created good habits and some of us will have also created bad habits. Um, how did your semester end, uh, Steph Davies? How did uh, how'd that go? Um, so basically, I, similar to Jen, I, I was very, I was kind of getting overwhelmed in the semester at that point. It was like midterm season type assignment season. So when the COVID did come, it was nice because I didn't have to commute anymore and I was able to work on those. Um, I only ended up having three exams and two of them were my electives. So I would say that my semester ended pretty nicely. I did have to do a group presentation over Zoom though, and that was very stressful and confusing. But other than that, I would say that I definitely got lucky out of this whole COVID thing, whereas some people had it a lot harder. Stefania, how did your semester end? Um, so like Steph Davies said as well, I was, and Jen, I was getting overwhelmed at that point in the semester too. I was getting a lot of anxiety. Um, And then when the school shut down, I wasn't relieved, but I was kind of like, okay, I have some more time to myself because I wasn't going to be commuting um, for like two to three hours a day. So that was good. Um, Sorry sorry to interrupt. Where do you live? Um, I live in Vaughan. It's not a very long commute, but it takes up some time. 
Yeah. And so, okay. So, and so the semester after you didn't have to commute, which is a good thing. I certainly, I totally echo that. Um, what, how did it go? It was good. It went, it, I finished well. It's just that I find I get more nervous for online exams than I did like writing it in a, in like a classroom or in like the Mac arena. Yeah. I think it's a quite a bit of a different environment and I think it's the uncertainty of not knowing, right? Like, yeah, like, do you think, do you think if, you know, there's the, 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 I guess we've been told not officially, but somewhat officially that we probably will not be going back in the fall because of the large classroom sizes, maybe small classrooms might be able to, um, do you think that now you've had this online exam thing worked out that it would be less anxious for you in the fall? Probably not. Cause I only had two like online exams and I was going crazy over those two. So I guess I'll just have to try and work on it. Um, and it, so. and if it makes you feel any better. We've actually all faculty are trying to redesign their entire assessment strategies so that they're not going to be the same because they can't, we obviously when you couldn't prepare to have it, that's one thing, but when you can prepare, then maybe there's probably going to be more sort of what Steph Davies mentioned, take home assignments where maybe group assignments, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely going to be different. Uh, how did your uh, semester end, Jen? I know you said you had lots in your plate, but in terms of the scholastic stuff, how did it go? Yeah, so um, same with Steph um, Davies. I had two of my electives. I had their exams online, which went pretty well. And then one um, presentation on Zoom, which was interesting because I've never really conducted some type of, um, I was going to say experiment, conducted a presentation on like through technology in that way. So that was really interesting. And, but my, my major assignments did finish before the pandemic. I had like one big um, food demonstration um, presentation that we had to do. Um, actually, no, we didn't actually get to do it in class, but we had to transition um, and we had to do it on, online. So we had to film ourselves doing a food demonstration. And that was interesting. I think it was a bit a huge relief because doing it in class would have been a lot more stressful so having that time to do it on my own time and perhaps even edit the video was um, pretty nice um, but for schoolwork I usually always study at home and I'm a big homebody so working from home wasn't too difficult for me like with studying and stuff so where, well. where is home where is home for you Jen so I live in Richmond Hill so it's just north of Toronto it's about, okay, about so you an hour commute Okay, so you guys are all commuting. That's that's one way though, right? One way, yes. Yeah, so I mean, that's two hours of your waking day that you get back now. Yeah, I save like a lot of time and money. Yeah, I think I think this is one of the cool things I always thought about before the pandemic is how could you get that time back from commuting in an effective way? Mm -hmm. And I think while there's lots of anxiety and there's lots of uncertainty, now we have two more hours to think about how we're going to solve problems, right? Because <laughs> we we yeah. don't have that other problem, which is a nice. Nice feature. Um, and of course, um, I know where you live as well, Steph Davies. You're in Whitby, right? Or Ajax? Oh my God, I don't even know. No, it's okay. I, I'm in Whitby. Okay. Those are so close. They're right beside each other. So you, yeah, had a commute, you had a significant commute as well then? Yeah, it's about three hours a day. That's crazy. Blows my mind. Um, okay, so let's... So in a way, you guys are all doing well. And I think one of the things I always like to acknowledge... Um, we're pretty privileged, right? Because we, it sounds like we kind of have smallish households. We kind of have a little bit of autonomy. Um, we have that stability both financially 
um, there are going to be opportunities, I guess, but there's going to be people who have different strengths and weaknesses. So, um, uh, Stefania, you had mentioned that you hadn't actually known how to cook. And so now you're using this experience to learn. What has that been like for you so far? It's honestly kind of stressful because I've never actually like cooked stuff for people before because my sister had, um, she had a few friends over in the backyard the other day, like social distancing um, for her birthday. And I was like, okay, I'll bake a cheesecake for the first time. And I thought it was going to turn out really bad. And I was getting really nervous because um, it was my first time. And it actually turned out pretty good. So that was good. What kind of cheesecake was it? Um, I just put a regular cheesecake and then I put caramel, um, caramel drizzle on top with some walnuts. Yeah, that's going to go well, I think, unless you have a nut allergy. (laughs) 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 Um, So, okay. So so do you find like, so I always tell everybody that, that um, doing chemistry is like cooking because it really is. (laughs) Did you ever feel like it was a bit of a science experiment? Yeah. Like an organic chemistry lab, maybe? Yeah, kind of for sure you wouldn't be able to eat your, your organic chemistry <laughs> experiment, but this is this, this one you could. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the hardest part? Was it that what people were going to think about it or was it? I think that said, was it. Yeah. It was just like coming to terms of what people would think about it, even though you shouldn't really care. Um, but it was just like coming to those terms of what people would think. And so you, you do cook for yourself normally. No, I don't. No? I usually, so, my mom usually cooks for me. That's nice. You won't always get you. I can't remember the last time I got something cooked for me. Um, so, okay. So that is okay. So you're learning how to cook and the cheesecake. Was there anything else that you've sort of practiced on in this uh, pandemic? Um, I made a spinach dip. Oh. And I made some peanut butter cookies and I was going to make a shepherd's pie today. I was going to try. Ooh, yum. I didn't end up doing it. I'll probably try tomorrow. <laughs> So one of the things I've made that I'm really, really impressed with um, and what I've done, because, you know, when there's just two of us at home, we can't really make a lot of food. So you kind of make something for the week and you just have quick lunches. Uh, For my partner right now, it's a busy season because she works in tax. And so this is the time when everyone in tax is kind of busy. So we just have these pre-made meals and I made an eggplant Parmesan, which is quite tasty. I I made one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, you cut it, it's, you know, six to eight pieces per whatever thing. And you just keep, and I have not got sick out of it at all this week. So it's my new favorite recipe. Steph Davies, what is your uh, new favorite recipe or what is your, your comfort Um, food? I don't know. My comfort food is obviously pasta, but um, recently, like with the COVID thing, I've been cooking a lot. Growing up, my mom had us baking like every single weekend. It was just like a thing. So I love baking, but I'm not so good at cooking. So I've just been trying to like, I'm really into like different cultures and like authentic food recipes. And my, um, my Nana, she's like my step-grandmother. She's from Armenia and she's an amazing chef. And she's just, every time I go to visit them in Montreal, like she gives me these recipes. And so I've been trying to make some of her like Mediterranean type recipes and they're so good and they're healthy and it's just like it's kind of frustrating though because obviously every time I make it it's definitely not as good as hers um, so, so again it's this, nice. this it's nice to have that. it reminds me of like sorry sorry I was just gonna say this it's just the competitiveness it seems like you know you just you just use an example it's not as good as hers right like do we always have this this food is food competitive <laughs> I would definitely say that food is competitive, especially 
well obviously with grandmothers it's like they've been cooking it for like 40 years or whatever so they're amazing um but in in a sense of my program and stuff I would say right now it's kind of competitive because everybody has like food Instagram accounts which is great and I always I try to stay off Instagram because sometimes it makes me really anxious, but then I see like all my colleagues and stuff posting like maybe three or four times a day of like their food and it's like so beautiful. So then I feel like the constant need to like always be eating healthy and always be making all these amazing foods. And then I get so caught up in it. It's like, it's like you're allowed to eat unhealthy and your food doesn't always have to be beautiful. You know, that's it's supposed to nourish you, not supposed to be this fake like thing <laughs> yeah can I add on to that yeah of yes course. please so yeah I'm one of the people that do have an Instagram account and I've definitely with the time that I that I have the extra time that I have I've become a lot more active on my Instagram account and like Steph Davies said I usually like to stay off of Instagram I just consumes a lot of my time and you know sometimes you're just subconsciously comparing yourself to other people or what other people are posting um so lately I've been on it a lot and I've definitely noticed that I've become a lot more anxious um with just I mean I post things that I enjoy and that I like and things that I'm already making and I enjoy food photography and just playing around with my food but sometimes just being on it too much just really gets to me and I definitely um, relate with that anxiety um, with being on Instagram way too much and just constantly seeing what other people are posting. And it's a very inspiring and um, a very inspiring community, like the nutrition community and all the different accounts. But sometimes you just can't help it and just compare yourself or see what other people are cooking or posting or the cool graphics that they're doing. And it's just, it's just something that I kind of want to find, find a, find a good balance with, you know, posting enough, but like also staying away and like, having a healthy relationship with it and I think yeah I actually think this is a really good point it's something as you said it and I, when I said food is competitive I didn't think you would take it that way Steph Davies and I realized oh yeah that's kind of like been the biggest change actually right now that I've noticed is that everybody seems to be posting what they're making mm -hmm. and I even my own social networks have like people demonstrating how awesome their whatever is and it and as you mentioned this, I actually, I sort of stopped breathing for a second because I remembered all of these different posts now that I've seen recently where I have felt it exactly that way, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really good point because even I don't use social media very much, but now I have a little bit more time and I might flip to it. And then I see, I'm, in, I'm inundated with all of these different things. And maybe, yeah, it has spiked the sense of my uh, competitiveness as well. So how, okay, well, Stefania, have you noticed the same thing? I don't really follow a lot of food, foodies on Instagram, but I do feel that way when I log into Instagram. More so when, like before this whole pandemic started, because I would see a lot of people going out on the weekends and I didn't always have that chance, um, either because I was in the middle of exams or I was just really busy or I was tired. Um, and I would see that and I would kind of like, like feel like I'm missing out, like FOMO, like the fear of missing out. <laughs> So yeah. I would get that and I like I've been trying to grow out of it, but it's, it's so hard. Yeah, it's really hard. Especially <laughs> so many things on your plate. It's just when you have the time off, you just want to stay home and rest. But then like yeah. other people are going out and like you feel like you're not living your young years sometimes. Oh but. my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I also feel like I just don't have the money to spend like when I'm in school. Yeah. To just go out all weekend. Being a student is tough. Yeah. I know. 
I, I was going to say, when you get to 40, it goes away, but you've got a few more years before you get over that. <laughs> but even then, as I just described, when you see some of your, your close peers or close friends doing something kind of awesome, you're like, hmm, my life sucks. But that's okay. I, that's why I actually don't um, watch or use social media very much because I think the ultimate tendency is all of us to start comparing each other to somebody else. And I think Stefania's right, you know, now nobody is going out. And if you are, you're literally <laughs> expecting to get a fine if you post it on your social media account. <laughs> it's a it's a double-edged sword though, right? Like because we we do we want to connect to it because we want to connect to each other in more ways, but then we don't want to see what we're connecting to. <laughs> and so I find that kind of ironic. So uh, I want to switch just come back to a little bit because you've all said something about exercise and the value of exercise. And I'm just wondering, and we'll start with you, Steph Davies, what is, what is exercise in terms of time and what you do? What, is that, what does that look like to you? Okay, so for me, this is actually kind of a tough topic because prior to the whole pandemic situation, I was going to just like a regular gym. I'm a member at Crunch Fitness and um, I'm really into, I guess, like weightlifting and I really like using the dumbbells and it's kind of weird because at the beginning of my, I guess, exercise journey, it was like, I'm the only woman like lifting weights and stuff. So it did take a lot of confidence to do that, but I got through it and I really enjoy like lifting weights and doing squats and stuff. So when COVID happened and my gym got closed, it took me a while to start working out. Cause for me, it was so hard. Like you see these, I guess, like the high intensity interval training, I think it's called like the hit workouts. I don't feel as like satisfied when I'm done it. So I feel like I need to lift weights. I need to lift weights just because that's what I like to do for my exercise. But we had a meeting the other day with our lab and one of the girls was saying how she started running. And I just remember in high school, I used to do a lot of running. So I started to go for jogs now and um, we just got a dog like recently. So I've been going on runs with him and I'm starting to work out with my sister. So it's become a lot better. But at the beginning of COVID, it was really hard to find that motivation just because it's such a different form of exercise for me. Yeah. And I, and I, that's the way I felt immediately too. It's the one thing I missed was the gym and because I hate running outside, but if it was a treadmill, I have no problem. It's weird. Like, I don't know if it's impact or just the, the where you are and your state of mind makes a big difference. Um, and I don't, we don't live close enough to have hikes like the, like the GTA yeah. in general doesn't have the terrain needed to like, like go up and down in terms of verticals. But Stefania, you'd mentioned that you go for hikes. Is there, is there some good spots in, uh, in the like, north I don't know what you would consider a like there's like trails there's one I don't know if you know like the roads around here there's one like on Rutherford um and it connects to like this one in Kleinberg so well and actually as, as I'm thinking about this Richmond Hill um Markham and across the north you do have a little bit more undulating territory right because you have you do have bigger valleys like I'm thinking between 16th Avenue and Major McKenzie. I don't know if that's Richmond Hill or if that where that is, but there's a big valley there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. when you say hikes, you're, you're just still wearing your running shoes or, or yeah, sandals? I'm wearing like, I'm wearing like my running shoes, a pair of leggings and like a loose t-shirt. Okay. So you are, is it, it, it's not a lot of up and down, but it's in a, a forest walk then. There's like one of them I go to is a lot of up and down and it's kind of like in a forest. It's really nice scenery. Um, and the, another one is not a lot of up and down. It's more just like a forest walk. Okay. 
And so you do that. What was your exercise? You said, you, was that the exercise or were you doing other things as well? well I, at home? Like I used to go to the gym at Ryerson a lot, second semester. Um, and then once it stopped, uh, like once the school shut down, I stopped working out. Um, and then once school finished, I, okay, when I would go to the gym at Ryerson, I would always avoid the treadmill because I just hated running. But when I was <laughs> in high school, I did like running. Um, and so recently I tried to like do these at home workouts, like just like watch YouTube videos and follow them. And I wasn't really getting like the satisfaction I wanted. I was like, okay, I'll just try going for a run. So ever since then, I've just been like, I just go for runs as my workouts. And so how long will these runs typically last? Like uh, just general? Um, 10, anywhere between like 10 to 20 minutes. Okay. So a, a light run, getting yeah. your steps, getting your heart rate up holding yeah. it for a bit that's, and like, then, that's just what going. i want yeah just like basic and jennifer what about you how what uh, what's it like in uh, in richmond hill do you have some nice areas to go out or do you do all of your exercising inside so i do a bit of both i was never really a gym addict i guess you can say i've always worked out at home i usually do a mix of like pilates or hit um and i live like in my area it's like a bunch of suburbs so it's pretty peaceful if I want to go for a walk there's not a lot of heavy traffic um so I've definitely been doing a bit of both and some days when I don't feel like doing anything I'll just kind of put in a podcast or listen to some music and go for a long walk now that the weather is getting a lot nicer um and actually before the pandemic um broke out I actually joined the dragon boat team at Ryerson I started in January and um, we've been working out together twice a week, um, but unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we could no longer uh, work out together. So um, they've they've um, they've created these virtual workouts that we can all meet online and we work out together. You can just sign up like any day, and then there's like um, one of the coaches will like lead the workout, which has been really um, motivating and just creates such a great sense of community. So that's like something that motivates me and kind of like. It's like in the day, like at 10 a.m., I know I'm going to work out with them. So it's like a lot more disciplined and a, a lot more motivating, which has been and really I, cool. Yeah, and I think the buddy system, I think you got all kind of sort of mentioned it, right? The buddy system or using something that, that helps to motivate you is a good way to just try and stay in, involved. I think now, though, with the weather getting so much better, I also like that idea that just going for these long walks, it, it's it's so important, right? Like, and I, and, and I even one thing I do miss about the gym is the cardio aspect. Cause I don't, like I said, I don't like running outside, but I'll go for a long walk, um, get 10,000 steps or whatever. But, um, I do miss that uh, gym as well. What about when you, when you think about, you know, exercise, food is also important. What are you doing to sort of, because I've now see on the, on the hashtag, what is it? COVID, uh, COVID kilos now. And there's like, people are now like really worried about their weight. Um, and my dad always said, there's two things you can do. You can either eat what you want and work really hard, work out really hard, or you can just take in fewer calories. So what kind of, and I, I guess we'll start with the nutritionist and then we'll end with Stefania, but, um, Jen, what kind of foods do you find, um, are maybe easier to digest or easier, more enjoyable right now during this? Um, well, I think a lot of non-perishable goods, they're um, like the heroes of the pantry. They're cheap and they're really easy to cook with. So a lot of like canned beans and like dried grains like rice or pasta are like super 
um, fun to work with. Um, also, I made a sardine pasta last night, which no one really liked. I mean, I liked it, but um, that didn't go too well. But um, just experimenting with like lots of different food. Oatmeal is great because oats are super cheap and they last a long time. Um, but yeah, just kind of, you know, if you can get your hands on fresh produce, that's always great. But frozen is just as good. Frozen berries and fruits and frozen um, veggies and canned veggies, like they're just as healthy, even though most people think that fresh is best. That's not always the case. So the I always like to, yeah. I always like to tell everybody too that because it's actually frozen berries are easier to digest. So you actually extract more of the nutrients because when you freeze a fruit, it breaks down the cell walls. That's why the blueberries, when you take them from your fridge or get all soft and must mushy as soon as they, they cool, right? But that also means that, that the cell walls have been broken down and they're actually easier to, to digest. And so I completely agree. A lot of people think that fresh is best and it's great because it may have a different taste, but it doesn't always mean that it's more nutritious. Steph Davies, what are you, uh, what are you doing with food to sort of stay healthy? not just eating those comfort foods? Um, well, I guess because now we have more time and stuff. Um, and before the end of the semester, I had a guest speaker in one of my classes and she was very interesting. She was just talking about how we have to get in like 10 servings of fruit and vegetables a day, which means like probably three of them about fruit and the rest vegetables. So I'm always mindful of that. And now because we're home, I don't have to grab a granola bar or something, which is normally my go-to. So I've been trying to just eat a lot of raw veggies because they have so much fiber and they're so underlooked. Um, I guess for myself, like I've been getting a lot, like I've been doing a lot of research on gardening because it's just something that really interests me. So I know Jen is too, but um, I've tried to start like an herb garden just because I think that herbs are such a great way to flavor food instead of like salt or pepper and stuff. It's just a lot healthier. Um, yeah, but I guess... I'm, I normally eat pretty healthy. Um, I do obviously not always eat. One of the things I was going to say about your, sorry, Steph, one of the things I was going to say about your, uh, your eating healthy all the time, because I have had your mom's cupcakes and I'm pretty <laughs> sure you can't spin those into being uh, healthy in any way. You know what? I think she might've put beets in those. I don't think that makes really cuts into the sugar that's in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you, even if you use raw beet cane sugar, I'm still not so sure that that's going to really be the deal breaker in those. Stefania, yeah. how, how are you doing? And uh, what, what are you going to infer in terms of, um, I guess, maybe more healthy food choices? Yeah, I'm probably not the best person to answer the question. <laughs> um, I've never really been one to watch like what I eat. Um, but I have been trying now to, like, say no to, like, sweets or McDonald's or some stuff. But, like, I'm I'm not a picky eater. So whatever, like, I see, I'll just try and make something out of it. Or if my mom makes something, like, I'll just eat that. Um, yeah, I like, I'm really not, like, trying to eat extremely healthy. But I'm also not eating horrible. So... And I think that's one of the, the one of the blessings of being in a, in a uh, quarantine is that you're not always going for that fast food because it's not as convenient as it was, even though those places are still open. Of course, I went on a walk and I and I and Rita Mahmood, my grad student, will test this. I told her this story. Um, she loves pizza, 
and I and I I guess pizza is a good go-to as well, you know, generally speaking. And so, uh, you know, that smell though, when you go past the pizzeria and you just you get that dirty pizza smell, <laughs> you're just like, oh my god, that's so good. So, in my neighborhood, I was uh, and connecting this to the walk. If you live in Scarborough, there's a the Taylor Creek watershed, which connects ultimately to the Don Valley, is an absolute beautiful spot to be in that you wouldn't even know you're in the city because it's in a valley. Um, anyway, I came out of come out of that walk. And just where I happened to come up within 200 meters of each other are two pizzerias. So one was uh, Pizza Hut and Pizza Hut always smells gross. And then you get to Domino's and then you just get that Domino's smell because you know, when you're at Ryerson, everyone seems to order pizza from Domino's. And so I was just like, oh, I want like dirty pizza so bad. Anyway, so it's one of those things that it's easier to make healthier food when you're at home and certainly avoid those less nutritious or, or overly fast foods. Um, and the, I, when you guys were talking, I thought, you know what, I have another recipe that I wanted to share with you because I'm making, I also make quiche at home and um, you take egg whites. And so it's just egg white quiche. Uh, and uh, Steph Davies, you had mentioned you want you starting a herb garden. I have these chives that are like popping up this time of year. Oh yeah. And let me tell you, you just sprinkle like you just a handful of ch cut up chives on anything right now, bake it in the oven. Whew, watch out. It's a winner. In fact, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. But that's another good dish for those people at home. Anything that you can bake and sort of eat over again that, that gives you some, a quick meal is, I think, a, is a warm treat in our house. What, um, I want to sort of end with a few other questions, a little bit more general questions. What would you say, you, you all had it pretty easy. We're going to start with you, Jen. What would you say is your biggest challenge so far in all of this COVID stuff? I think with the extra time, I feel the need to constantly like be productive and do things, um, which is not the case. You don't have to do things. You don't have to work out every day and you don't have to, you know, have a bunch of things planned for your day. And I think just finding, I think, I think it's a Capricorn in me. I'm just constantly like trying to do everything. And I think I, I'm still trying to balance out that work-life balance, even though we are in this a pandemic. So I think just trying to balance my time and um, setting boundaries in my day and like when, when to know when to take breaks and when to like work productively has just been a bit challenging for me. So for the record, I'm a Libra and I feel the same way, but I think it's also because people who are driven to do things, to have results will always feel this way when they have more time, they'll feel more anxious because they'll feel like they should be doing more and then and that they should be doing something right it's like ah like it's, definitely giving me, it's definitely giving me structure in my day which i'm thankful for and the things that i'm working on they're all things that i'm really passionate about and i do enjoy but sometimes i just have to like set the line and just like stop yeah and i think someone else i interviewed said something really important too that every day is the same now and yeah. so you don't you don't you can normalize what you would have done over five days over seven and really not beat yourself up because you didn't complete your tasks in a single day. And I think that's an important thing to remember um, when we do this. Stefania, what, what would you say is your biggest challenge during this COVID time? I've had like a hard time waking up in the morning. And I think it's because, because I hate sleeping in. Like I, I usually like waking up around eight o'clock, like latest nine. Um, but I've been, I haven't been getting up until like 10 lately. And I think it's because I'm so used to, waking up and just having somewhere to go whether it's school or like whether it's work um I'm so used to that but now that I'm working from home 
and like I can just go from my bed to my desk it's so like I can just stay in bed until like when like five minutes before my shift and it's fine but I also like like have the motivation to go for a run before my shift but I just can't get out of bed because I'm always I'm so used to like having somewhere to go or having somewhere to be I have an east facing window that I leave the curtains open. So that, that clearly doesn't let that happen. Um, that's something else too, if, if you know, like to leave a, a window open or something, they let that natural light in. I find yeah. it's a, a really big difference. Mm -hmm. Steph, Steph Davies, what uh, has been your biggest challenge so far? So at the beginning, it was similar to Jen, like when I wasn't working full-time in the lab, it was just like I had all this free time. Um, but now I'm finding, and Brian, I talked to you about this at the beginning of the week, I'm finding that like, I'm on a lot of clubs right now and I, I love being on them, but I find that it's like people almost want to be more connected than we would have been in person because I'm having meetings with some clubs like four times a week and it's like, we wouldn't meet up four times a week in person, but now it's that we're online and people feel the need that we have to touch base like every single day and it's it's almost like too much for me just because I find that I'm more introverted the older I get so I get socially exhausted by all these um all these meetings and stuff and it's great but at the same time I'm just like I have all these people messaging me for meetings and it's just it just gets too much sometimes and I think we said this you and I said this and we kind of alluded to it in this podcast is quite often we think we all have so much more time now but we don't all have so much yeah. more time. We have, we have other obligations or we've now developed new habits that, that we, we are more protective of our time. So yeah. I totally, I totally agree that that's going to be a huge adjustment when we go back. I think it's something that mm -hmm. if it's, um, you're right though, but I think a lot of people need to understand that you don't create work for others just because yeah. you think everyone has time. Right. And I, and that's a really important point that hopefully all our listeners will, will take home too. Yeah. And um, like, even Jen and I were talking about it a bit after just because she's in a similar situation as I am. And we just talked about like the power of no. And it's so hard to tell people no, because people think you're doing nothing right now. Right. So it's hard yeah. for you to take that time for yourself to say, no, like I want to sit at home with my dog for an hour or something. Right. Whereas um, like you have to realize that you're allowed to say no and you don't have to say yes to everything. Yeah. And I have a lot of colleagues either, you know, have families or young families or they're, they're really kind of extroverted. And I know that they're taking this really kind of way harder than I am. Right. Because they, and I, and they, like, I want to talk to them because I, I don't want them to feel lonely. And I, I think some people are kind of lonely through all of this and they need that social engagement. And so I kind of feel obligated to do that. Although you're right saying no, or, just not picking up your voicemail, pretending you're out on a long walk without connection to Wi-Fi or the internet. And that's, which is hard to believe. Um, that's always a good strategy. Um, okay. So I guess, what would you say is your silver lining in all of this? And the one thing that you would say, wow, I'm going to really miss this when we go back to school. <laughs> what would that be? Steph Davies, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I guess just like what Stefania was saying, like being able to, to sit in your bed literally five minutes before your shift like I've been trying to wake up early and I'm not an early riser at all but I'll literally just grab my laptop and crawl into my bed and just chill but instead of like <laughs> having to get up and like commute and plan ahead and stuff so just like planning the day because when you commute it's like okay I've got to wake up at this time so I can catch the train at this and then I've got to go here and this whereas now I'm just like no eh, just 
pull my laptop in and curl up. <laughs> and there are some real consequences, right? If we're late for a train, then oh, we yeah. might be in the middle of rush hour or something and oh, we're standing the entire yeah. way. <laughs> Jen, what's, what's been your silver lining in all of this? I'm gonna have three things. I would say the commute, I'm not, I'm like not looking forward to getting back to. Um, and just like consistently getting in movement throughout my day and um, just like taking in the sun and just enjoying nature, um, as well as packing a lunch. I have been just eating whenever I feel like it and I don't have to constantly think about the food that I need for my whole next day. So that's just something that I've been um, <laughs> really enjoying. That's a, that's a really cute one, actually, packing a lunch, because you're right. I, I never thought about that, but that's a, you're right. Packing a lunch sucks. And then what if it's, you know, the, that, that really ripe pear that destroys itself in your bag and gets everything all mushy and gross, but it was going to be so good. Yeah. <laughs> Stefania, what has been your silver lining in all of this? Yeah, um, I don't really, I, I can't even think of something that I'm going to miss. And I feel like it's because I'm the type of person that's like, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I feel that way with commuting downtown because I hated commuting downtown. And I never really like, I didn't hate Ryerson's campus, but I never had amazing things to say about it. And now that we couldn't go, now that we couldn't go downtown to school every day, I was like missing it. And that's what I missed a lot. Like I would even see like a picture of the CN Tower on Instagram and I'd be like wow like I really miss just like going downtown every day so I feel like I won't know what I'm gonna miss the most about this until like it's completely over until like I'm super busy running around the place and I can't stay in bed until five minutes before my shift. I wasn't sure if you were going to be saying that you missed the bathrooms in Kerr Hall. Yeah not so much eh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a great way to end. Um, so, okay, so just what would, uh, you know, just to, just to wrap up this conversation, it's been wonderful. We could do this for hours. And I love asking these questions, but in the interest of time, maybe just what uh, piece of advice or what sort of um, uh, wishful thoughts would you like to, to share with your colleagues? And keep in mind, faculty and staff are also listening to this podcast. So what would you, what would you um, say to everybody out there in Ryerson land who you may not remember missing, but they, of course, do miss you. Jen, we'll start with you. Uh, I think a piece of advice I would say is just to take it easy on yourself. Um, you worked hard throughout the whole year, and I'm sure you're still working hard, even though you don't have, you know, an eight to five schedule every day. Um, just to take it easy and that you're already doing enough. So I think we should all still be really proud of ourselves that we made it this far. I agree that we're getting through this together. Steph Davies. Mine was very similar to Jan's. It's just like, I feel that even though this whole pandemic is absolutely horrible, um, just taking that time, like we live in such a capitalist society and everything's so go, go, go. Like you need to take that time for yourself and just breathe in the air, feel the sun, just enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah, slow it all down and find out what's important. Stefania? Um, I would say even though we feel like we have all the time in the world right now because it's not like we can really go anywhere um, just to still make sure that you're taking like that five minutes or however long you need um, at the end of the day or whatever time during the day like for yourself just to reflect um, and to make sure you're not comparing yourself to like others but who you were yesterday. I think that is a fantastic 
piece of advice, right? So that you don't forget where you're going and what, where you've been. That is always a good idea as a little motivational and also as a summary. And also, I think it, if you, if those listeners out there haven't found their silver lining yet to keep looking for it, and that's a great way to do it because I think there's going to be silver linings and all of this for all of us. Um, and we will get through this together as they say, I know it's cliche, but um, I do really do believe this. And thank you so much uh, for sharing your stories today. Uh, this has been wonderful. And uh, we'll have to get you back in the pod later in the, in the summer. Anyway, thank you very much. Thanks, Brian. Thank yeah, you. thanks for having us.